You attended two parent school meetings uh, to, amongst others, elect the 2018 school governing body. Uh, have you been able to do so? Uh, unfortunately not, Elvis. Uh, we couldn't form a, a, a quorum as, uh, as parents. What, why is that? I think uh, most of the school have a challenge of parents not attending uh, school meetings. Uh, the, 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 the thing is that uh, we get notices, we get reminders of these meetings, and we seem not to be able to attend. I, I don't know what's the problem. Now, you, you've, uh, was it in both occasions when parents failure to attend the meetings, uh, hence you couldn't elect this year's SGB? Mm, it was the, the, the first nomination and the election meeting that uh, we didn't form a quorum. And as you know, that if you don't form a quorum, the principal has to call uh, another meeting within 14 days. Mm. And uh, we are going for our uh, second meeting now uh, within, uh, within two weeks. Uh, the, the, the reason I'm saying that is that uh, I've got uh, kids who are attending uh, two different schools. And uh, in, in both those schools, it was the same uh, situation, that uh, we didn't form uh, a quorum where to be called again back to, 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 to come in and elect the SGB. Is, is it your sense that the parents are really not much interested in their uh, kids' education, you think? I don't think so. I think it's a... Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, if I may put it this way, bad attitude uh, on the side of the parents. Because I remember once uh, in one of my uh, daughter's school, uh, the principal decided not to issue a report card and uh, said that we'll have a meeting, call the meeting, and said uh, that uh, we'll issue report cards after the meeting. The hall was full, uh, Elvis, and it shows that uh, parents do have time. Mm. But it's just that maybe they don't find uh, these school uh, meetings important. Because when they said they'll issue a report card after the meeting, almost every parent was there, showing that uh, they do have time, they can attend these meetings. Mm. Uh, do, do you think that the parents understand their, uh, their responsibility as a parent uh, towards the, uh, the, the, the pupil that they have in school and, of course, their, uh, their, uh, the school that uh, their, their kids are going to? They do, uh, because the, uh, the parents have a huge responsibility to play uh, in, their, in their learners' lives. Mm. So they, they understand the importance of attending these meetings, because the decisions that need to be taken in these meetings concerning their, their, their kids. So I think, they do attend, I, I think they do understand the importance of these meetings. They just choose not to attend. Now, we've seen a number of incidents in schools uh, where, you know, the uh, pupils attacking the teachers and so forth. But would you say, or or how much influence do you think does the fact that the children know and they are aware that their parents are not attending the meetings, how much of an influence does it have on their behavior at school and how they behave towards their teachers? I think uh, as parents, as you say, we're we're dropping the ball on that one. Uh, we seem to be leaving the responsibility of uh, 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 looking after our kids to uh, to the teachers, mm-hmm. because uh, 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 most of the time uh, our 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 kids they spend most of their time with uh, with the, with the teachers. We come back, we claim that we we come back late from work, tired. Uh, we don't even some of us don't even. Uh, Ask our kids, uh, do, do, are you given homework today? Uh, can I help you with something? 
So we seem to be leaving the, the, the responsibility of, uh, of nurturing our kids uh, to, to, to the teachers. Mm-hmm. Now, in closing, in two weeks' time, you're going to have another meeting. What is your sense? Do you think that you'll have a quorum by then? Uh, fortunately, the, the, the next meeting, uh, Elvis doesn't need a, doesn't need a quorum. Uh, even if we're doing the, uh, the because uh, uh, the school that I went to uh, has a huge number of learners, so we, we needed to to have a, a quorum of about 370, which shows that the school has about 1,700 something uh, learners. We couldn't even form that, and uh, what is what is so bad is that the 15 percent of of the quorum that is needed. It's, 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 it's a few parents, but we, we can't even make that. So fortunately, for the next uh, meeting, we don't need a quorum. We'll go to the school. Those parents who are there will, will, will go ahead and elect uh, the school's SGB. Wonderful. And to Zello, best of luck there to you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Elvis. That's a parent here in Johannesburg, and Tuzelo Mavuso, talking to us. Uh, what is your experience uh, with the SGBs and putting together SGBs and, and of course, their roles within the school and uh, and the community? We'd like to find out from you. Mike, you and Newland, a very good morning to you. Oh, and a good morning to you, Elvis. Greetings. And, uh, yes, indeed, what an interesting topic. It, uh, look, I, I have an interest in schooling because uh, I also assisted on SGBs and I had two children that went through school. Elvis, I, I, found, I did a little survey once with a charity that I worked with and some of the poorer schooling areas here in the Western Cape. And one of the problems seemed to be the size of the families. And I, uh, uh, very often we've got people now who've got three or four or five children, and they simply can't spend the time that they should with their children, give them the discipline that they need before that kids go to school. Because having a teacher in the family, I can tell you it's extremely unfair to expect the teacher to be a disciplinarian as well as a teacher. The children have to come to school with the basics of discipline and respect, and that's what's happening in our schools. And the big problem with that is that we don't know what's going on in our schools. I've mentioned before, and you could ask the unions again, why do we not have school inspectors? Because without inspectors, we don't know what the teachers are doing. Nobody can monitor, appraise this, the, the teacher's progress going forward. So it's a, it's, schools become chaotic, and if it's a poor school in a rural area, and it's not like you're lucky enough to have a Model C school where we have a lot more parent interaction because the families generally tend to be smaller, I find, then you run a hiding to nowhere, which speaks to this awful, terrible problem of these pit toilets. Yet another young child has fallen down a pit toilet. It absolutely breaks my heart. Now, if we had school inspectors, one of the things they could also do is inspect the school facilities because the headmaster can't be doing everything in the school. And, and that would be another easy problem to solve. So if we've got to get rid of the unions. The unions not get rid of them, but the unions have got to do what unions do. They do not run schools. They do not tell us when we're going to have and they did not tell us we, we can or cannot have school inspectors. The unions have got completely out of control. And Lesufi, the poor man, he thinks he runs the schools, but of course we all know that he doesn't. We need to get somebody in and take control of our schools, and we need, I think, families, parents must be aware of the fact if you're going to have more than two children, you're both going to be working. You've got to be fair. You've got to have smaller families these days, Elvis. It's very difficult to bring up more than three kids if without pa- both parents working. But, but are, you, are, are you thinking, though, that we're shifting our parental responsibilities onto teachers? Is, is that the case? That's, that's what's happening because the teacher, you know, when you've got three kids, I mean, I, I only had two, but I mean, I've got friends who've got four. And I mean, I can see how they struggle because four children and both mother and father work. They cannot give the discipline and spend the time with the children that they should do. So the poor child goes to school 
with less test discipline than the other kids, then it becomes a social problem. And the poor teacher is simply trying to teach maths, but he spends most of the time trying to discipline the class because the kids themselves do not understand, you know, they don't have the basics of what's right and wrong. They don't understand how to address a person properly, say please and thank you. Just the simple basics that a child should have when he enters school, they're not having that. And that, that, that's, so the poor teacher now becomes dispirited. Uh, the headmaster can't control the children, and so the whole thing goes into a nightmare. It all comes down to discipline. But discipline can only happen if uh, it comes back to school inspectors. If you go around the world, and I schooled every, not everywhere, but look around the world, you will have school inspectors. South Africa is unique in the fact that the teachers literally run wild here. We have no idea what they're doing. All right, Mike in Newlands, thank you for your call. Now, you can also let me know what's on your mind, 891 That's the number here in studio. You can also let us know what's on your mind on the WhatsApp voice note on 082-692-3909. You can also send us a text on 40938. It'll cost you one rand fifty. Uh, and you can like us on the Facebook page. If you like us there, you become part and parcel of the family. Now, to talk further on this, we join on the line by clinical psychologist Umzukulu Fatman. A very good morning to you and welcome. Good morning, yours. So, why do you think our children are behaving in the manner that they do in our schools? And we, we've seen now there's an increase in, in violence in schools. Uh, I think that uh, in order for there to be children, there must be parents. In other words, if there are no parents, there are no children. Mm. And I think that in order for parents to be parents, there must be children. And this means that the parents are the first ones to to make children children. And that means uh, that the recall roles of parents must be clear. To children and children adapt to these roles. Mm. Otherwise, children theoretically are free, mm. and uh, what we call here omnipotent. They are all power to themselves and to everyone. In other words, when they are born, they aren't parents as such. So, what what is called parent, we seem, we take for granted. Do you think In though? A sense, but do you think, though, that the behavior of our kids at school have anything to do with the number of time that parents spend with their children at home? Children are formed quite early. By the time they go to school, their awareness of the world has already formed and awareness of themselves has already formed. So when they appear at school, they have a pretty good sense of who or what they are. So if they emerge from home with the behaviors that are untoward that we see at school, they are reflecting on the environments from which they have come. So that there is a sense of transferring parents at home to children by virtue of their ages. I think that teachers too must accept that they are parents to their children. In other words, if they come from bereft homes, the teachers are the last in the line of improving whatever came from home. But if, if teachers give up or throw up their arms and say that we cannot help these children, then they are the last on the line of destroying hope 
uh, for those children to become anything in this world. So now what we see as children throwing books at teachers, in a sense they are throwing books or whatever objects at their parents or authority. Hmm. So they would have learned authority otherwise. It's not a nice time to exact authority on children because they reacted violently due to the sense of omnipotence, omniscience, and so on, omnipotence, all power, omniscience, all knowledge. But that knowledge is not knowledge unless it works creatively. So uh, if it works, <clears throat> when there are no parents and no teachers, then they've got to learn from somewhere. They learn among themselves. And what they learn from among themselves is not having authority the way that we understand it or knowledge the way that we understand it. But we could not have passed any useful knowledge or self-understanding unless we we were thinking about what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Does it not just boil down to basic discipline and respect at the end of the day that must be taught by the parents? Absolutely. It must be taught and it must be exacted, whatever it takes. So uh, in this country... To inflict corporal punishment, whether you are a parent or a child, that is not acceptable. But it, it therefore means that uh, when that is absent, all efforts must be focused on not only talking about what uh, discipline is, the parents must be that discipline, and children learn by observing. So must be the teachers themselves the discipline. There is a lot of questions about whether this is still the case nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mzum- yeah. uh, Mr. Fatman, I thank you so much for your time and joining us. That was clinical psychologist Mzumkulu Fatman joining us. So what's your take on that question that we posed to you? Are parents just shifting their parental responsibilities onto our teachers? Well, that's a question you need to answer. 0891-104-208. We are asking you this morning that very important questions. Are parents perhaps shifting their parental responsibilities onto teachers? Because you and me are just as responsible as uh, as the teacher. Now, there's a study that uh, was conducted uh, last year, 2017, uh, that 20% of South Africa's teachers believe that schools are violent places and suspect that their students and colleagues are armed. It's according to a survey conducted by the Human Sciences Research Council with the Department of Education among more than 20,000 teachers at 1,380 schools across the country. As you know, 2017 has seen that shocking incidence of the number of incidents taking place at South African schools, ranging from pupils attacking each other to pupils attacking teachers and communities, even shutting down schools. And uh, we want to find out from you this morning. What's happening currently in our schools? Are we just as responsible as parents? And are we perhaps shifting our parental responsibilities onto those teachers? Joining us now on the line is Satu's Deputy Secretary General, Nkosanati Delopi. A very good morning to you and welcome. Good morning, Elvis. Good morning to your listeners. Thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. Now, as Satu, uh, uh, Mr. Delopi, do you believe that there are increased violence in schools? Yeah, there is increase of violence at schools, but also there is more uh, reporting uh, of violence uh, at schools. But also, the 
the issue of social media is exposing this more. Uh, but we've always had violence at schools. We've always had uh, teachers being exposed uh, to this kind of violence at schools. So it's just that now the reporting part of it is more, and like I'm saying, uh, with social media also playing its, uh, its important role. Learners coming to schools with cell phones, so it's getting exposed more now. As Sartu, are you in talks with all the relevant stakeholders in the community, the schools, the authorities, uh, in order to make sure that the teachers are protected from the children at school? We are, Elvis. You know, as, as I'm talking to you now, in fact, uh, we are on our way to Kimberley, where we are having a forum uh, today. And the intention of the forum today is exactly that. We uh, are mobilizing communities uh, to talk about this question besides to say that how can we as far to working with other stakeholders arrest this serious challenge that we are facing of violence at schools. We are seriously concerned as a, a teachers union that uh, this violence that we are seeing at schools of course will affect our the learning and teaching process uh, at our schools. We are holding a view that learning and teaching can never take place in any where you have uh, violence being the order of the day. That's what I'm saying, as I'm going to see by now. Our intention is we are going to have a forum. Uh, we are having parents there. We have learners there. Our teachers, our members will be there. And we'll be discussing exactly these questions. I mean, even questions of uh, sexual abuse, sexual relations uh, that we would have seen of teachers and learners and that kind of thing. So we are having a menu of trying to look at how do we end all these social ills uh, that we see happening at schools now. Do you believe that there is sufficient cooperation between the teachers and the parents in the area and in their community to arrest the violence in our schools? No, I think we are not talking. I mean, we have not been having real conversations uh, with our parents uh, to do the best ways uh, to resolve uh, these issues. That's why I think there is that need for us now uh, to talk about it. We will have to talk to the learners themselves, to their instructors, their students, uh, organizations that they are having. We'll have to talk to the parents. Uh, but our community must also get involved uh, in terms of this thing. Uh, because we also holding a view, Elvis, that uh, the violence that we are seeing at school is the reflection of the kind of communities that we are having. You can't delink uh, schools from our community. So what you see at schools in most instances is what is happening in our community. So as we are trying to address these questions, these challenges, at schools, we must also look at how do we address them at the level uh, of the of the community, because most of them then get transported uh, in most instances from our uh, community. So we are saying, let's arrest them in our communities. And if we could do that, the questions of drug in our communities, the questions of uh, gangsterism in our communities, but general violence. Uh, our communities are very violent. Kind of society, so we, we will have to look at how we are at that level as well, and we really holding a view that if we do that, maybe we will also minimize the kind of violence that we are seeing at schools. Do you think, and this is the question that we pose to our listeners this morning, do you think that parents are shifting their parenting respon- responsibilities to the teachers? Look, we would not want to go to a point of uh, pointing fingers. Uh, at any of the stakeholders in education who would rather say all of us must take collective responsibility of the situation that we find ourselves in and make sure that we talk more to each other, uh, support each other.
harder. And uh, if we could do that, I think uh, we will be able to arrest the challenge that we are facing uh, in our schools. The serious one uh, is something that affects the teachers uh, a lot. I mean, because they are uh, confronted with these challenges on a daily basis, uh, where uh, they have to deal with discipline, with learners now that getting physically, uh, attacking them physically as teachers. I mean, really, some of them are traumatized. Uh, by what is happening here. Uh, you have situations now, I mean, our members are calling us almost on a daily basis, saying that I mean, as they are going to school, they are fearing for their own uh, safety. So we are saying, instead of uh, showing, uh, pointing fingers at Muslims, correcting the Lord, let's come together as a community and look at how best we are able to solve a challenge that is facing us, all of us as a community. Mr. Delopia, thank you so much for your time and joining us. Pleasure, Elvis. That was the Satu Deputy Secretary General in Kosanati, Delope.